and welcome to the first episode of the Cultivating Abundant Life podcast. My name is Kate Palmer, and I'm passionate about helping people cultivate better lives physically, mentally, and emotionally. I have a lot of fun things I want to share with you on this podcast, everything from using oils for emotional release, to earthing, to caring for your pets, to incorporating the Enneagram with your oils, and even how to use oils in your garden. A little bit about me, I'm a Southern California native, and I've been married to my husband, Matt, for 14 years. We have three wild and unique girls who are 10, 7, and almost 6. We live in beautiful Southern Oregon, and we love being outside in the forest, or floating on the river, or taking day trips to the coast. My career background is in communication and marketing, and I got to do some fun things like marketing at a mega yacht builder in Seattle. But I left that world when I had my first daughter and continued working from home as an editor for a university. When I unexpectedly started earning more money teaching people how to use essential oils and live a cleaner life, I left the corporate world for good. I'm a certified yoga teacher, and I've been sharing and teaching classes on how to live a healthier life for the past nine years. As a mama, I take on the responsibility of researching the best health choices for my kids and my pets and myself, and I love sharing what I've learned with people who may not have the penchant for research that I do. Kind of a geek in that manner. Today, though, I wanted to share with you my personal story to help you understand where I'm coming from and why I'm so passionate about this. I'll also describe later how I use essential oils. Now, I am not a doctor. And the information provided in this podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA, and it's not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information provided here is in no way intended to replace medical care. Consult with the healthcare authority of your choice, and remember, you always have a choice. So in July of 2006, I was hit with my first head issue. Let's call it that, since I can't uh, diagnose anything, right? If you have ever had this very intense head issue. You know how painful they can be. Since then, I have been on a health journey from conventional medicine to alternative health options. That's originally why I completed the 200-hour yoga teacher training program in hopes that I would find some relief. While it did help marginally, and I do love yoga, it's not the fix that I was hoping for. I spent the next seven years trying just about everything you can imagine to help with them. At one point, I remember telling my husband that if I found evidence that implanting an amethyst in my forehead would relieve this, I would do it. In my personal experience, the doctors I saw basically failed me. I finally realized after three years that what I was dealing with was tied to my hormone cycle. And twice a month for four to seven days, I'd be down and out unless I was on conventional treatments, which really left me dazed and slightly numb. I decided to learn about what affects my hormones and surprise, everything does. So I began to learn how to clean up my diet. I started with cutting out conventional dairy and mass market meat. I learned how to read labels for what I used on my body and in my home. The degree of intensity lessened, but these issues still persisted. And when I was pregnant with our first daughter, it was misery. I was in the ER or urgent care four times for extreme pain, only to be told, sorry, we can't do anything for you. You're pregnant. I remember the last time I went, the doctor came in and asked if I had tried Tylenol. I yelled at this poor doctor, have you tried yodeling? Because that does about as much good as Tylenol does. I did repent later. 
When my oldest daughter was about a year old, we started thinking about our next baby and I began to dread getting pregnant again. The intensity of these issues had lessened as I continued to clean up our diet and the products we used in our home, but I was still reliant on about $300 worth of medication every month. Often just realizing I didn't have my medication with me or I was running low was enough of a panic to trigger this issue. I felt enslaved to my body, worrying about planning a trip or an activity to only have it thwarted by pain. So one day we were buying goat's milk from a local farm and the farmer Jennifer, who knew what I was struggling with, asked if I'd ever tried essential oils. Now, during my yoga teacher training, I had gone through a course that included a segment on aromatherapy. And so I had gone to Whole Foods with high hopes. I bought a ton of oils and they did nothing other than smell nice. So I told her I've tried oils, but they just didn't work for me. These, she assured me, were different. I shrugged it off, but she literally stuffed a little blue bottle into my purse as my arms were holding my toddler and urged me to give it a try. I forgot about it, honestly. <laughs> maybe for a month until the day my grandma was moving into her new place and we were unloading her moving truck. I could feel this aura coming on if you've ever experienced that. And so I was desperately searching my purse for my medication only to realize I had none. I did, however, come across that little blue bottle. I had no idea how to use it. So I just put it where I was feeling stuff on the back of my neck and on my temple and on my shoulder. And then we were just trying to get the truck unloaded. So I went back to working in the hot, sticky Oklahoma heat. And an hour later, I realized I was fine. And that was the first time in seven years that something besides heavy medication had worked. So I called her up and said, I don't know what that was, but I'm gonna need a lot of it. So that was in 2013. And as of this date in uh, is it March 20th, 2022, other than seeing my midwife during and post pregnancies, I have not needed to see a doctor. I never refilled those prescriptions. I have three kids and after learning about oils and other natural remedies, we've only had two issues that required a doctor's visit in all that time. There's absolutely a time and place for Western medicine. I'm not gonna attempt to remove an appendix in my bedroom, but for the most part, I've learned to deal with things at home. So I hope you can understand why I'm so passionate about essential oils and clean living. Oils were not the magic bullet for me. They were that final missing link that drastically changed my life. They first took care of the symptom and then I learned how to use other oils and supplements to really take care of my endocrine system and address the root of the problem. When I don't manage my stress or I'm not careful about how I eat or I skip out on exercising and sleeping well, I really notice an increase in those issues. However, I am not hiding in a dark room, literally banging my head against the wall because of them anymore. The intensity is nowhere near where it used to be. Now my pain level might be a one to a three, as opposed to a seven to 10. So since we have big brother who cares so much about your health, <laughs> she says sarcastically, I can't say specific diagnosis we've dealt with naturally. Again, I'm not a doctor. You need to consult with a healthcare authority of your choice, but know this, you are in charge of your health. No doctor on earth knows your body like you do. So girl, you gotta put your big girl panties on and be responsible for doing the legwork to
to read labels and to take care of your body so that you can do the things that you want to do for as long as you want to do them. If not for you, aren't those you love worth doing it for? The three doctors, one naturopath and one acupuncturist I saw did not figure my issues out. Looking back, it seems so obvious to me now. I don't know how they all missed it. They just wrote prescriptions or suggested severe diet changes, which none of those actually worked without addressing the root problem. Think about this. If I can't tell you that taking vitamin D is beneficial for your immune system, just imagine all the nuggets of truth I can't say on here about essential oils. It's like if someone asked me everything there was to do at Disneyland, and all I could say was, Disneyland is an entertainment park. I'd be leaving out all of the fun and the magic and the food and the experiences, right? So I'm hoping in these podcasts that you learn to read between the lines and maybe dig a little deeper into what these liquid natural gifts have. There are peer-reviewed and published studies showing all these amazing things they can do. Often you're going to hear me say how I use an oil, but maybe not why I use it there or in that manner. I urge you to take that opportunity to jot it down and maybe go see why. I am a Young Living brand partner, and I swore I would never do something like this. I'm not a Marikay lady, but when something changes your life so drastically, you tell everyone about it, it sort of came about organically. I'll celebrate nine years with this awesome company in June, and I really do admire their whole process. I've been to the St. Mary's farm in Idaho and the farm in Mona, Utah. I've gotten to harvest blue yarrow seeds, plant lavender, and see the Melissa seedlings in a giant greenhouse and get invited back by the farm manager to help with planting season. We were traveling during that time, otherwise, duh. I've asked the workers behind the scenes how they like working there, and so far, everyone I've talked to loves it. I know that the farm in Mona, Utah has a requirement before you're even allowed to work with the plants. You have to kind of make certain goals. The farm in Ecuador has a two-year waiting list to work there. They farm everything organically. They hand weed. They periodically test to determine when the best time to harvest is, and I could probably and probably will do an entire podcast on their farming and distilling practices because I'm a total geek who loves all of that. If you're curious and you want to learn more now, you can check out seedtoseal.com or you can go to my website, cultivatingabundantlife.com and click on the essential oils tab at the top. You can see all the types of testing they do and read about the distillery process and all that fun stuff. There are no fillers. You get the purest oil that you can. Nothing is made in a lab. There is nothing synthetic. So let's talk about the basic ways to use essential oils. There are different schools of thought when it comes to usage. English, French, German. They all have different takes on how to use essential oils. We can do a whole podcast on that in the future. The way I have learned and the way I practice is the French model. We use essential oils aromatically, topically, and internally. Aromatically is pretty straightforward. You smell it. It can be as simple as opening up a bottle and smelling it, taking deep inhales. In fact, when you are introducing your brain to a new essential oil, a great way to do that is to close one nostril and inhale from the bottle. Then take a beat, close the other nostril, and inhale again from the bottle. Take a beat, and then inhale with both nostrils from the bottle, just to let your brain get acquainted with all the nuances of this new oil. 
You can diffuse with a diffuser. We have six or seven in our house, one in just about every room. You can put a drop or two on a wooden clothespin and clip it to the air vent of your car. You can apply oil to diffuser jewelry, like something that has leather or lava stones. My kids like to put a drop on their favorite stuffy or blanket to smell through the night. You can add some essential oils to water and witch hazel and mist your sheets with it at night. The witch hazel just helps the scent to hold on longer. Next use is topically. You just slather the stuff on. A few things to know first. Some oils are hot oils. Cinnamon, clove, oregano, peppermint, wintergreen, lemongrass, blends like thieves. All of these can be a bit strong for some skin types to use neat or undiluted. It doesn't mean that you're having a quote allergic reaction to this any more than rubbing cayenne pepper in your eyes and them watering is an allergic reaction. They're just strong, intense oils. So it really depends on your skin type and what your body is going through. For me and my family, personally, we rarely dilute essential oils when using them topically. However, when my kids are maybe fighting something off, I've noticed their skin will pink up a little bit more if I use one of those oils. And in that case, we dilute with a carrier oil. A carrier oil is any fatty oil, coconut oil, olive oil, avocado oil, jojoba oil, all of those would count. This slows down the absorption of the essential oil into your skin. It doesn't weaken the oil. It basically just stretches it and allows your body to absorb it at a slower rate. Most people recommend to start low and go slow. So start with a drop or less. Often I'll just put my finger on the top of a bottle, tilt the bottle and use whatever oils on my finger and see how your skin does. If it does get a bit red or if it feels hot or cold in the case of peppermint or wintergreen, you can add a carrier oil right on the top of it. Some people get all specific on one drop of essential oil to one tablespoon of carrier oil, yada, yada. I'm sorry, I'm a mama three and I do not have time for that. If I do dilute it all, I'll just put some coconut oil in my palm, add a drop or two of essential oil, rub it together and apply. If diluting is your thing, whether for sensitive skin or even just making those dollars stretch, I mean, it's a great way to stretch out a bottle of Valor, right? You can pre-mix the essential oils with a liquid oil like fractionated coconut oil or jojoba oil and put it in a roller ball. Another thing to be aware of is that citrus oils and blends that contain them can make your skin photosensitive. Just like in high school, we would put lemon juice in our hair to lighten it in the sun. Lemon oil, lime oil, orange, tangerine, bergamot, they can make your skin much more sensitive to the sun. So if you're using one of those oils topically or a blend that has one of those oils, just use it where the sun don't shine. Next safety item, don't use essential oils in your eyeballs or your ears. If by chance you do get oils in your eyes, and if you use a lot of oils, it's going to happen at some point, don't try to flush it with water. Use a carrier oil around your orbital socket to draw the essential oil out. I've done this a number of times, and other than my eyeball feeling cold or maybe watering, it's not really a big deal. I actually had it happen today. I had deep relief on my neck, and I rubbed my neck while I was driving, and then I rubbed my eye, and my eye watered a bit and felt cold from the oils that are in deep relief, and then my body was over it. For your ears, do not give yourself a wet willy with oils. My grandma, God bless her, had itchy ears, and so she, in her mind, thought, well, I'll use peppermint on them because peppermint's cooling. Maybe that'll help with the itching. 
don't do that. She gave herself a wet willy with peppermint essential oil and was in a bit of pain for a while. I don't think it lasted very long, but it was enough that she remembered not to do it again. So if you are wanting to use oils for an ear issue, oil in the front and behind your ear and down along your jawline, not in your ears. The last way to use essential oils is internally. Now, a few years back, the FDA got their panties in a twist and said, you can't smell that bottle of lemon and put a drop in your water as well. They have to be different things. So Young Living created the Vitality line. So if you see an oil bottle with a white label, all that means is it's a great one to use internally. Is there any difference between lemon and lemon vitality? Nope, not a thing. But if I'm talking about adding an oil to a capsule to swallow or adding to a salad dressing, I'll be saying peppermint vitality or black pepper vitality just to make big brother happy. The ways I love using essential oils internally is adding lemon vitality or jade lemon vitality is my personal favorite or lime vitality to my water or sparkling water. For oils that I know will support certain systems in my body, I'll put those in a capsule to swallow. Some people like to add their essential oils to the capsule and then fill the rest up with a carrier oil like olive oil. And for me, I've never actually found a need to do that, but you do you. So if I'm wanting to support my endocrine system, for example, I might put some Endoflex Vitality in a capsule to swallow. Or if I want to support my adrenals, I'll put some Nutmeg Vitality in a capsule. You can add a few drops of Peppermint Vitality to a batch of brownies. It's delicious, trust me. You can dip a toothpick in oregano vitality and stir it into your stew, or you can add a drop of Thieves Vitality to a mug of hot black tea. Thieves tea is the bomb, by the way. Personally, I like using either rooibos tea or just a simple black tea with a little bit of stevia, little splash of cream, and a drop of Thieves. It's delicious. When using citrus oils, make sure you use them in a glass, metal, or ceramic container. Citrus oils will eat petrochemicals like plastics and styrofoam. So if you want to do a fun experiment, blow up a balloon and let a drop of lemon oil fall on it. In an instant, it will explode. And what's fun is then that oil will pop and disperse in the air. So it's like an instant diffuser. I'm going to wrap up now with the way that I'll be starting future podcasts, talking about a Young Living product I've been especially thankful for this week. I have to say this week, I have found myself reaching for Progescence Plus. It's a serum designed specifically for women and made with natural bioidentical progesterone from Wild Yam to promote well-being and feelings of relaxation, harmony, and balance. We talked about taking care of your endocrine system earlier, and this one does that. It has sacred frankincense, copaiba, bergamot, cedarwood, peppermint, and clove essential oils in it. If you find your hormonal cycles might influence your emotional state sometimes, give this one a try. This was one of the game changers for me in terms of getting my endocrine system to a much, much healthier state. I'd say this is a great blend for anyone who has ovaries. In fact, my 10-year-old daughter, who has just begun to develop, just scanned for this oil last week on a Zytoscan. If you don't know what that is, a Zytoscan is a medical device that uses galvanic skin response to determine oils and supplements that help bring your body into balance. We've been using one for the past seven years and it is a weekly thing we use in our house. 
I so wish I had had something like progestins plus serum when I was in my teenage years. This is not going to force synthetic hormones on your body. The progesterone is bioidentical and your body is going to take what it needs and metabolize and excrete the rest. That's fancy talk for pee, y'all. If you've never tried Young Living Essential Oils and want to get started, you can head to cultivatingabundantlife.com and click the Get Started button in the top right-hand corner. Then you'll get access to over 40 classes I have both online and available on text. I mean, what's better than getting quick nuggets of information delivered right to your phone, right? That's going to wrap up our first podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me in my very first podcast. I hope you learned something and are taking away a little tidbit of information to utilize. And join me next week for a basic intro to oils class where we're going to cover those oils that are your foundation oils that you're always going to have in your house and not run out of because you can pretty much cover all your bases with these ones. I hope you have a blessed and well day. Bye.